I know that you've heard that meditation can help with your PMDD symptoms, but you might think that meditation sucks. Well, Brittany Tackett, who I'm about to talk to, she is really going to reframe how you think about meditation and also why our heart is so important in our PMDD relief. And also, if you suffer from anxiety, this is going to be a really great interview because I'm going to ask her all about it. Brittany is going to bring the truth and maybe I can even have her do a little meditation with us. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD healing journey. And today I'm super excited to share with you Brittany Tackett. And let me tell you a little bit about Brittany. Brittany is a transpersonal coach yoga and meditation teacher and founder of Heart First Education, whose mission is to educate the whole person heart first. Brittany's approach to healing and wellness is holistic and encompasses all aspects of the human experience, mind, body, and spirit. Her signature program, Lean Into Love, helps women get out of their heads, and into their hearts. Oh, so needed, Brittany. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today, Charisma. Oh, yes. I'm so happy to have you as part of this the summit and all oh, that heart first. I just love that. So could you just share a little bit about your own journey and why you're so passionate about supporting this PMDD community? Yeah, um, I'm really passionate about it because I've struggled with it myself, you know, so I know intimately what this journey is like. And, you know, it's been years for me. I think I probably had it for years before I actually realized what it was, but um, it's just been a journey for me to recognize um, how my moods and my energy are connected to my cycle and starting to recognize that pattern and okay, what can I do with this? How can I shift this? And how can I even plan around things to try to make the most of this experience and kind of, you know, maximize the energy that I do have. And so that's been a, a journey for me to find healing and um, find the tools that help me to, to deal with some of those challenges that come with PMDD. Mm. Absolutely. I hear you. And I feel that's such a, a common theme, right? For us PMDD peeps that we find out about it and we're like, oh my gosh, I've had this for so long. Now everything is starting to make sense. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit because you're a transpersonal therapist and coach. What is this transpersonal psychology? I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Um, so transpersonal psychology, transpersonal literally means beyond the person. And so it's a form of psychology where we're going beyond just the ego and the individual person to our spirituality and what it really means to be human. And so when I went on the path of, of studying psychology, I kind of became a little disenchanted with the behavioristic approach. It just seemed like very narrow and missed, you know, the whole person. And so I found transpersonal psychology and I thought, wow, this is the field for me. And we study things like meditation and yoga and dreams and just how we connect to spirit, right? And to each other. And so I love that, like really a holistic approach to healing. 
Ooh, that is right up my alley. That sounds so super juicy. So you were, you know, talking about your own journey and, you know, with PMDD, could you share some, what are some of the tools that have helped you find relief from your own PMDD symptoms? Yeah. So back to the holistic um, approach, like I've really approached it myself um, from that holistic angle too. So like physically, you know, I've seen a natural path. Um, I take supplements. I try to be mindful of, you know, my nutrition and how that affects me. Um, I make sure to keep up with my yoga practice and um, stay connected to my body. So that really helps me physically. And that's one piece of it. And I've had a lot of benefits from those supplements, but I've also have to, you know, address the mental and emotional side of things too, and the spiritual side. So for me, um, meditation has helped a lot, um, self-compassion and acceptance and realizing that this is where I am. This is how it is. And accepting the PMDD as it is, even before, you know, anything changes, right? Like finding that sense of acceptance with all of it, even PMD at its worst, how can we accept that? And then hopefully from there, we grow and heal and can transform some of this stuff. That's juicy. Can we, can we just dive right into this? Go on a little tangent there. Yeah. This acceptance, even before it changes, how can, how can someone tap into that? You know, when they're, when they're deep in their, their PMDD misery, how can we start accepting that? Yeah, it's such a hard thing to do, right? Because it's uncomfortable, it's painful, like it can really impact our lives, right? Like we might not have energy to do what we want to do, or we might um, act out of anger or other difficult emotions. So it's so hard. Um, but if we can find that acceptance, it really um, shifts things because, you know, really it is the way it is. And what we resist persists. So when we can find this place of like, accepting the moment as it is and finding self-love, um, I feel like it just shifts everything. So it's just about finding that acceptance in the moment. And it's not always easy to do. Yeah. And so one of the things I do is just acknowledge it. So for instance, like anxiety is something that I will feel a lot um, during the month or a week before my period, right? And so when that anxiety comes up, I notice my mind getting, getting into that loop. If I can recognize it and I can say, oh, I'm having anxiety. And then I can say to myself, even though I'm having anxiety, I love myself anyway. And I just kind of let it soften and just accepting that it's there, it starts to dissolve um, just a little bit. And sometimes it hangs on for a while, you know, it, it depends on how strong the feeling is, but eventually it will pass. And so that knowledge, acknowledgement that it's a temporary emotion, you know, and that I'm a human having experience and just finding that acceptance and self-love in the moment um, that really helps because it's not always going to be, you know, light and bright and joyful. And with PMDD, we get to experience that, I think, on like another level, too, of the, the ups and downs, the light and the shadow. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. And that it, I, I absolutely agree with you. I feel that, like, I feel it for me. For me, it's anger. I'm the, I'm the anger queen. And, you know, I, I've done all the inner work and doing all the things, but when I'm my luteal phase, I can feel it. It's like, you know, knocking on the door. I'm like, oh, anger. I hear you. I, I see you're getting a little more judgmental, a little more annoyed at little things my partner does or other people do. And I'm just like, oh, 
oh, I feel, I feel the anger and I just kind of like sit with it and I, I can, I can be with that. But that took a, a very long time. It's a, it's a big journey, but I really love that, that recognizing aspect and, and allowing and telling yourself, oh, I, I love you. You know, I, I still love you. I see you. And I, I still love you. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that so much. Mm -hmm. So when someone with PNDD comes to you and is looking, you know, for relief from their symptoms, where would you, would you tell them to start? Where do, where can we start? Well, I think the best place to start is if you're not already um, keeping track of your cycle, mm -hmm. you know, download a cycle app and start keeping track of your cycle, keep a journal mm -hmm. and notice, you know, notice when the mood shift, when the energy changes, just become aware of it. And then you can start to notice your symptoms and decide, well, how can I address these? And I really, really recommend the holistic approach because you know, we're holistic human beings, right? We want to address it on the physical side, the mental, emotional, and spiritual, because it, it really affects all of those things. Absolutely. I love that, you know, your, your body, mind, spirit approach. I think that is so, so, so important for that whole PMDD relief journey. And so let's talk a little bit about you and your, your passion about educating our heart, because you say that hearts should be educated as much as minds. Why is it so important and how can we educate our hearts? Yes. Yes. So um, just a little background um, on me and some of the work I've done. Um, I, for about four school years, I worked as a mental health therapist in schools for um, children and teens. And through my work in the schools, I really started to see the disparity in the education system. And so I really saw how we focus so much on the intellect and the mind and not nearly enough on educating our hearts and our emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I think it's just crucial to being a healthy human being is knowing how to manage your emotions, how to recognize them and how to um, communicate with others, right? And a lot of us didn't get that um, education when we were younger. We didn't get those yeah. tools. And so when I first started Heart First Education, the mission was to educate the whole child Heart First. And then I really started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, um, a lot of us didn't, I know I didn't get that education as, an, as a child. I had to learn it as an adult. So a lot of us adults are going back and doing the healing work. And so I changed it to educating the whole person Heart First because I think it's something that us adults need too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. So what are some, some tools that you use or how do we, how do we educate ourselves um, the way we weren't as children now as adults? How can we do that? How can we start doing that? Yeah. So at first it's really connecting to your body, right? So I think part of what's happened with us being so educated in the mind is a lot, a lot of us are living in our heads. And I know I was, I felt like that little professor that's just walking around, like my body was just a means to carry my brain, you know, yeah. and I really had to kind of anchor down in and yoga was what really helped me with that. When I started to have, um, you know, regular yoga practice, I was like, wow, I haven't been living in my body. And so yoga really helped me, but to connect to your body again, I think is the first step mm -hmm. and to notice um, what you're feeling and to be able to label it and realize what does happiness feel like in my body? What does sadness feel like? Anger um, and noticing your body's signals 
a lot of times if we notice those signals, um, we have that little moment where we might be able to stop and make a different decision, right? Where we can yes. like have that awareness of it. Yes. And we can, yeah. So I think that's the big thing is connecting to your body mm. and then, you know, tuning into your heart. What do I feel? What do I need in this moment? What does my heart need most? And can I give that to myself? Mm. Yes, I hear you because that is also so, sometimes that's scary, right? Being so vulnerable and like connect, like, oh, I feel hurt right now, or like even acknowledging these things, because sometimes we just put up that facade of everything's fine. I'm cool. I'm strong. I'm a tough girl. I can handle everything when in fact, our heart just needs so such different things. Yes. And I love what you mentioned about it being vulnerable, because I think that is another reason that we will stay up in our head because it feels vulnerable to be in our hearts, especially if we've had a lot of pain, right? And sometimes we don't want to feel that. So that would be my other message is it's okay to feel, to feel mm. all the feelings, even the hard ones, right? It's yes. okay. Yes. Oh, I am. Oh, I am loving your point of view. Thank you so much. Of course, I'm also loving that you're a fellow yoga lover. So that's, yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that some more too, but let's talk a little bit about meditation because I know that's the you know you have a big a big love affair too of meditation and it is I feel it is an important part of managing our PMDD symptoms and you teach heart-centered meditation share a little bit about what that is yeah so um, I feel like there's a lot of meditation techniques well first of all like um, teaching you to focus and be present but then there's a lot of meditation techniques that teach you to kind of go higher right to connect spiritually Whereas heart-centered meditation is about going deeper, right? And it's it's more of like a internal thing, connecting to your heart. Yes. Um, and so with the heart-centered meditation, I use a lot of different techniques. Um, I found from different spiritual traditions and even um, if you've heard of the HeartMath Institute, yes. that's, you have, yeah, anyone watching, check them out. It's an amazing um, institute that studies um, our heart and our neurocardiology. Like our heart actually has 40,000 neurons. Um, so it has its own little heart brain and it's really intelligent. Um, so it's so important to connect to our heart and they focus on a technique called heart coherence, which is about getting your heart and brain in balance so that your nervous system can work properly, right? Cause a lot of us walk around in fight or flight. Like we have very stressful lives in the modern world. And so this technique really helps to calm the mind and just to feel more anchored and centered, um, in our hearts. So um, a lot of it is breathing. Um, they have a specific breathing technique, the heart coherence breath that helps to um, get the mind and um, heart in balance in just a few minutes. Yeah. Um, there's also techniques where we focus on just listening and feeling our heartbeat and then compassion, right? Loving kindness meditation and really cultivating feelings of compassion and other heart feelings of love, empathy, gratitude, yeah. feeling them in our body and then transmitting and sending them out and like sending them out to maybe people in your lives or even the whole planet, right? Ah, oh, that's so beautiful because I know sometimes when I was in my PNDD, I get so stuck in my own experience, right? So that feels kind of, that feels awesome to think, you know, first checking with myself and then maybe spreading some love out into the world and kind of expanding it a little bit 
And this Heart Map Institute, everybody, y'all go go check that out. That is such a such a great tip. And I also love what you said that sometimes it it is that meditations kind of take us out, right? We want to kind of go out of the experience and ooh, go into the astral realms or something yeah. like that. And I love that you actually take it into ourselves and take it deeper in. That is embodiment, right? I love that. I love that so much. And but here we go. I know when people hear meditation, because you know I'm a big meditator myself. I love meditation. I meditate every day. But when people hear meditation, they check out because they're like, meditation sucks. Meditation is hard. Um, I I fall asleep or I get a cramp. Could you just give us some tips on how we can incorporate meditation or how can we make it more accessible for people? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like um, a lot of people have this interpretation that you have to be like seated in a cross-legged position and you have to do a certain breathing exercise or a certain mantra or whatever it is. And it's really not like that. There's so many different ways to meditate and you can make it your own and you know how you're seated. That's like the least important thing, you know? So I would say you can meditate anywhere. Um, you can practice mindfulness with whatever you're doing. So you can meditate and practice being aware while you're doing the dishes, while you're going for a walk, you can bring that presence anywhere. And I actually love to refer to it as heartfulness. So in Asian languages, the word for um, mindfulness, it actually kind of means mind heart. So it translates the same. And so John Kabat-Zinn, who is a, um, you know, a meditation teacher who kind of brought mindfulness to the West, he says, if you're not hearing mindfulness in some way as heartfulness, then you're kind of missing the point. And so I love that idea of bringing the loving kindness to whatever's happening in the present moment. So not just paying attention to it, but having like that loving, like almost like coating it in a blanket of love and just accepting whatever we're experiencing, mm. even the hard stuff, yeah. which goes back to the PMDD. So, but you can practice it anywhere. Um, another thing that's really helped me with meditation is sometimes like for me, sit, sitting still makes my mind go more. So that's why I love yoga because yoga is meditating. You're meditating when, when you're doing yoga, you're breathing, you're moving your body. So sometimes for me, that's my meditation. I, I would rather move and that's going to silent my mind right? So it doesn't have to be sitting down. You can walk, you can do yoga, you can do your daily chores. You can make it your own. And if one technique doesn't work, try another because there's so many out there. Ah, thank you for shaking that up a little bit. Because yes, I feel that some, a lot of people, you think you got to, you know, be like a monk um, sitting on a mountain all quiet and still in. And that's what people say, like my mind you know, and with PMDD and my luteal, what if my mind is racing and I'm going like bonkers in my mind, then sitting there for like half an hour with that, that feels painful. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> yeah. So there y'all heard it. There are different kinds, different ways. Mm. Get into contact with Brittany about that. Yeah, so Brittany, you were speaking about, you know, that anxiety is also one of your symptoms. And I know so many in our community, anxiety is like, is like the thing. So what tools do you use for anxiety relief or what do you share with others to relieve their anxiety? Yeah, I love that question. So anxiety is something I personally deal with quite a bit. 
And then I also, in addition to my work with adults, I have a course that I teach kids. And so I, I do a six week course um, to teach kids how to manage anxiety. And really the skills I teach them are the same as adults, right? I just kind of get it down on their level and make it fun. Um, but some of the things that I include in that is, of course, what I said before, acknowledging it and recognizing mm -hmm. it's there. I think that's mm -hmm. the first step. Yeah. Knowing what anxiety feels like in your body, knowing your, um, with kids, I call them startle signs. So what are the signs that my body is in this fear response, right? Noticing that, knowing what triggers your anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you know when to expect it and you can kind of catch it. So those are the big starting points is your awareness of it. And then mindfulness and meditation is a huge piece that, um, you know, yoga gets you out of that fight or flight and into rest and digest. And, you know, we hear all the time, take deep breaths, but really, you know, getting those slow, deep breaths that really does calm the nervous system. So that's another thing. Um, I use a lot of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is about, um, you know, you don't have to get fancy with it. You can do it on your own, really. It's about noticing your thoughts and really listening to them, the negative or unhelpful thoughts, fearful thoughts, if they're related to anxiety and shifting them, right? Asking, is this thought actually true? Is this thought helpful? What could I think instead? And so I think it comes back to that kind of mind, body, spirit, right? So we're looking at the thoughts, looking at the body, you know, and then spiritually too, having that sense of faith and trust about the things that we're getting anxious about, yeah. right? That kind of helps us come back to the heart, yes, right? Like just find that sense of peace, which yeah. isn't always easy. And so when we really get caught up in anxiety and it's not going away, I yeah. think that acceptance piece is probably most important for me is like, right now I'm feeling anxious. This feeling won't last forever. What can I do to try to help? And I'm going to be patient with myself in the meantime. Mm, being patient with ourselves. Oh, that is yeah. such, such a good one, especially on this PMDD journey. Like uh, sometimes we think it needs to be, you know, oh, I'm always going to get, you know, it's going to be linear all the way up, but I know it dips and swerves and it plummets and it circles. It does all kinds of things. So just being patient. Yes, which is not easy to do, but it's a goal, right? It's a virtue. Exactly. So I am, is acceptance similar to self-compassion? Absolutely. Yeah, I think acceptance is an important component of the self-compassion, right? To first yeah. accept who we are in our fullness and where we are in our journey, yeah. right? A lot of times I know for myself, I want to be on step 20 when I'm only on step four. And so I have to kind of backtrack and be like, I'm here now. And what can I do now to get where I want to be, you know? And so I think that the acceptance is a huge part of compassion and then bringing with that acceptance, that feeling of um, like unconditional love really. That is such a, that was also a big part of my PMDD healing journey, finally accepting who I am with all of my warts and all of my, you know, all of the ways that I think I shouldn't be, but I, I just am. And that was the, that had a, a, there was a huge opening for my depression and for my anxiety and also for my anger, just accepting that, okay, charisma is the one who has the energy when I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be like this angelic. You know, this is just angelic being with a really soft voice. 
But when I finally accepted that, okay, I'm just that powerhouse with the loud voice that opened up so much. And I also was able to bring such compassion for the, you know, the things where I'm not so accepting of myself. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to bring some compassion into that. So thanks for bringing that up. It's a huge yeah. piece. You know what just came to me because we were talking about like these heart-centered meditations and we still have a little time. Do you mind doing a little meditation experience with us? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Like three minutes or however long you think, um, you know, we still have seven minutes left if you don't mind. Yeah, I would love to. So what I will do is I will lead us with the um, heart coherence breath to get started. And then I'll do a little guided um, meta loving kindness meditation with that. So which is about compassion. So we can bring that compassion for ourselves and others. Yes, let's do it. Great. All right. Yay. So wherever you are, just get comfortable. Maybe you want to close your eyes if that feels safe. Just start to bring your awareness to your internal experience. Notice the physical sensations in your body. Maybe you notice the feeling of your feet on the floor or your seat on the, your butt on your seat. Maybe you notice feeling of the breeze on your skin if you're outside. And just whatever's present in your body in this moment. You can even scan from head to toe. And notice your breath without trying to change it yet. Just observe your natural breathing. And see if you can accept and allow whatever is present for you right now without judgment, just allowing it to be as it is. And through this practice, if your mind wanders away, that's okay. We'll just gently bring it back to the breath, to your present experience in your body right here, right now. So now I invite you to start heart coherence breathing. So it's really a simple breathing practice. We're going to inhale for a count of six and exhale for a count of six. So this slow, deep breathing helps to get our nervous system in a regulated state where our heart and brain can work in balance. So we're gonna inhale and exhale. You can do this through the nose or the mouth, your choice. So we'll inhale. Exhale. When you exhale, empty the lungs completely. Pause for a moment at the bottom. And then we'll inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. 
exhale. Keep that breath going on your own, inhaling and exhaling for a count of six. Sometimes I find that count can be helpful to keep my mind occupied so it doesn't wander away from my breath. And you can keep the breath going or you can let the breath go and return to your natural breath if that feels better for you. But I invite you to bring your hands to your heart, maybe even skin to skin. And we're just gonna tune in and feel for our heartbeat. See if you can feel the rhythm of your own heart beating in your chest. Maybe you can even feel your pulse in different parts of your body. And if you're having trouble feeling your heartbeat, you can take a breath in, hold at the top, and then you'll be able to feel it as you hold your breath. Your heartbeat becomes a little more apparent. Now from here, um, I invite you to open your heart to the feeling of compassion. I invite you to imagine you are in a beautiful space. Maybe it's somewhere outdoors, maybe indoors if you prefer that, but just a place where it feels peaceful and safe to you. And I invite you to Bring in somebody that you love very much. Bring this person into this space with you. Feel in your heart how much you love them. Notice how that feels in your body. And then we'll look this person in the eye. Maybe you even reach out to hold their hands if that feels good. And we'll give this person well wishes, saying to them, may you be happy. May you be well, may you be at peace. May your heart be filled with love and compassion. Notice how it felt to give that person love and notice how they received it. As you're ready, we'll let that person go. And we'll bring in somebody that you're neutral towards, somebody you don't have any feelings towards one way or the other, you don't know them very well. See if you can offer that same love and compassion that you offered to your loved one. Looking them in the eyes, maybe grabbing their hands and holding on to them if that feels okay. And giving them that same well wish. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be at peace. May your heart be filled with love and compassion. Notice how it felt to give that person love and notice how they received it. Next, I'm gonna invite you to do something a little more difficult. I invite you to bring somebody into the space that it's difficult for you, someone you don't like or someone you've had some difficulty with, somebody that triggers you. 
See if you can open your heart to find compassion for this person. Looking this person in the eye, perhaps even holding their hands and saying, may you be happy, may you be well, may you be at peace, may your heart be filled with love and compassion. Notice how that person received your love. Notice how it felt for you to give this person compassion. And if you had trouble with this or weren't able to do it, that's okay. Have compassion for yourself. And that's our final journey to give ourselves that love and compassion. So I invite you to find a beautiful ornate mirror in this space and sit down in front of it. Look at yourself in the mirror, seeing yourself in your fullness, all your light and your dark. Looking into your own eyes, maybe even saying, I love and accept myself just the way I am. May I be happy. May I be well. May I be at peace and may my heart be filled with love and compassion. Now I invite you to imagine the entire globe, our entire planet and all the beings on it. See if you can take a bird's eye view of our planet Earth as if you were looking at it from space. Just wash the planet in your love sending out love and light to each and every being. We can gently say, may all beings be happy. May all beings be well. May all beings be at peace. And may the hearts of all beings be filled with love and compassion. Start to notice your body, notice how you're feeling, quality of your thoughts. Take one more deep breath in, filling your heart with love and compassion. Imagine sending that compassion out into the world with your exhale. When you're ready, you can open your eyes, come back to the space and time. Oh, thank you. Wow. That was really beautiful. Ah, I hope y'all came along on that journey and noticed when I first sat down, my first thought was when I closed my eyes, am I recording this? That's the first thought that came in and I, I had to kind of smile at myself like, yes, yes, you're recording. Everything's fine. Let go. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that one with us. So while we're here, could you share how someone can, can work with you? What, what, how do you work with people? How can they contact you? Because this was magical. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I have my program Lean Into Love, which is for women. 
And so it's a meditation program where we commit to at least 40 days of um, heart-centered meditation or 90 days if you really want to go for it. And I support you on that journey. And I um, teach more than 10 different meditation techniques that offer weekly heart chakra yoga. Yeah. And then I also offer like additional coaching support for people who want to go deeper. Um, so that's my big program. I love just leaning into love and soaking up all the love and compassion. I think it has the power to heal and transform pretty much everything in our life, right? Like what can't use a little more love? Um, so that's my, my big passion. I'm also really into shadow work, which kind of goes right along with self-compassion. And so I'm offering um, a shadow work workshop as part of the PMDD Healing Summit. And with the shadow work, we really um, dive into our shadow, right? And kind of seeing and looking at the traits in ourselves that we maybe don't like and how we can bring a little more acceptance and compassion to those areas, right? And so one of the questions I like to ask that we'll definitely be diving into in that workshop is, what does this part of me need most to feel whole and complete? And a lot of times the answer to that question can really help us on the journey. Mm. And yes, the shadow work workshop. And I do have also a free five-day self-love challenge. Um, so if you just want to kind of dip your toes in and check it out, um, you can sign up for that too. And you'll get an email every day with the exercises. It's a mix of meditation and shadow work and all that good stuff. Ooh, that sounds great. I'm going to put the links below and I'm really excited about your shadow work workshop. Thank you for, for offering that to us during the summit because shadow work was really one of the things that helped me to release so much anger, so much depression, so much anxiety. And that really set me on this path and this, this freedom that I'm feeling now. So, so powerful. Y'all come to the workshop. Brittany is going to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are over time because of that meditation, but thank you so much. I think that was such a good, a good little, you know, taste almost like a taste of how, what we can do and what, what it really can be, what meditation can be. So Brittany, do you have any last words of encouragement or hope for our PMDD community out there? Yes. Um, I would say that you're not alone. So many of us experience this. In fact, I think it kind of is connected to highly sensitive people, right? A lot of times people with PMDD, we're really sensitive. So we're more sensitive to those feelings um, that come with our menstrual cycle. So you're not alone and there is hope. There are so many tools out there um, and you can still live a happy, well-rounded life, even with the PMDD. So there is so much hope, so much support out there. And you're not alone. Mm, thank you so much, Brittany, for those words. Thank you for everything that you shared. Thank you for the work that you do and your, your magnificent healing, calming and loving. I mean, you just radiate the love. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Charisma. And thank you to you for doing the summit. I absolutely love it. I watched your videos last year. And so I'm so excited to be a part of it this year. It's amazing. Thank you for your role in this community. It's so needed. You're so welcome. Thank you. And y'all join the workshop, come to the workshop because this is, this is the work that we want to be doing. 
ah, practice a little bit of that self-compassion, that acceptance, re-watch the video because you can do meditation right here whenever you need to. Ah, get out there, ah, enjoy your lives, y'all, and know that you can, even with, like Brittany said, even with PMDD, you can live a full life. Ah, thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.